Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, July 3rd, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan, and on behalf of myself and Mark Horseman, well, welcome back to Manager Tools. As the world has gotten flatter, the places where products are ideated, designed, engineered, manufactured, distributed, marketed, and sold have gotten farther apart. Then add in the trends and efforts like supply chain management, outsourcing, collaborations, alliances, joint ventures, and the like, and customer focus. It all means that there's either going to be a hell of a lot more business travel, which there is, of course, or there's going to be an explosion of phone traffic, of which there also is. And all that means is that there's going to be a great deal more video conferencing. Video on the web is going to be huge, and that means cheaper for applications like this. In this cast, we'll walk everyone through the basics of how to be effective in a video conference, with some extra attention on video interviews. If you're ready for an interview, you'll be ready for a meeting. So let's go. Now today, Mark, we're going to talk about um, handling video conferences. Yeah, uh, that you know that sounds like a pretty narrow topic. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny though. Um, it's growing. There's no question. Um, the the world is getting flatter, and things are spreading out. And uh, it's a it's a cost saving technique, and the technology is finally there. And costs are getting to the point where the transmission can be done. And um, and yet here it is increasing in terms of usage. And yet I've seen the looks on managers' faces, Mike, when they walk into a meeting and realize it's a video conference. Oh, or, quite frankly, the number of people who call me and say, "I, I got to get ready for a video, you know, video interview," and I, you know, they, 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 they clearly the tone in their voice is just different. Um, oh yeah, they're sweating bullets. I, I just they just don't know what the rules are. Um, so look, we, we know that our our members are going to be involved in one. It's likely you've never been told how to be effective during one. Uh, I think for this cast, we'll take the approach that you're preparing for a video interview because there's some extra rules for that. Um, and, and, and then we'll also make some comments about video meetings. Um, and yeah, there's going to be a little bit of an interviewing feel to this. And so that's a bonus. You can use it for a video interview. Um, but, but we trust our members are smart enough to go, okay, that's something that's only interviewing specific. Um, you don't need to prepare for a video, a normal video conference by videotaping yourself a few days before. Um, we assume people know that. So in any event, so, so four sections we need to cover. Preparation, what to do in advance. What to wear, because there are some special rules. Um, during the conference or during the interview, some things to keep in mind, and then some special notes about how meetings, as opposed to interviews, how meetings are different. Okay, that's okay. So let's talk. Let's talk about preparation. Now, this is this is pretty pr simple stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet, um, in terms of the interview piece, in terms of practicing, if, if you don't do practice, I just caution you: never ask to see a copy of your own video interview um, because of course what most people don't realize they think of an interview as happening in real time but people don't managers don't realize this when I tell them when I'm coaching a manager on this to get ready for a job changing interview whatever I say you do know that they're not just interviewing you on video they're taping this as well um, and they may very well show your tape to several different people and I gotta tell you something Mike I've done it seeing uh, you know 
if you think trying to make a good first impression is hard um, in person, try doing it on tape to someone who didn't see the interview. And in some cases, because of the way they record, they don't even know what questions you're answering. It's like certain death. <laughs> so if yeah. you're not prepared, if you have a little bit of the deer in the headlights look, um, if you don't if you don't catch some of the things you do in advance, um, it just it, it it can be embarrassing. And it, it and it's not this is not a a life skill that everyone should be able to do it. It's just one of those things that it doesn't the video conference doesn't inherently help you other than costs, but it can hurt you. And the people it hurts least are the people who are with a little bit of extra effort up front and during are most prepared. So four basic reminders in terms of preparation. First, we practice the video interview, or with a video camera, I mean, uh, doing a full dress rehearsal. And I say full, that's important. Uh, we arrive early before the, before the video session. Um, this will sound corny, but you charge your cell phone and then you turn it off um, and, and be comfortable speaking up about technical difficulties. And of course that applies not only before, but also during. Okay, so let's let's take those one by one a little bit more a little bit more detail. Um, first, we're going to recommend a full dress rehearsal, a practice with a video camera. Um, if you're going to go for an interview and you don't do this, you're crazy. Um, everyone I've ever seen see that, that when I watch a videotape that they're watching of themselves for the first time is shocked by how they look on video. The camera absolutely adds ten pounds. Um, the colors you have on are totally different than on screen. You slouch. Uh, it is a may posture is incredibly uh, an issue. Um, you look down a lot. Um, you're really bad at making eye contact. Of course, the eye contact is with the camera, but nonetheless, we're bad at it. Um, and a big part of the reason for this is because of the the opinion the, the impression people have, Mike, of a video of watching someone on TV is a TV news anchor who sit very erect, who who's, uh, if it's a male, and, and I'm certain this is true for females, although not quite as as much because of the kinds of outfits they get to wear. They have more, more flexibility. You know, male anchors are always in a suit. The male anchors, Mike, actually get their suit coats tailored while they're sitting down so the cut rests on them appropriately with a button buttoned while they're sitting down. Right. Um, yeah, they don't. They wouldn't wear it out to a dinner or a business meeting. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, time. there's. A, it's totally different. And and and, um, and so we we have subconsciously a huge um, uh, standard that we expect people on TV to meet. And if you're being interviewed for a hundred thousand dollar your job, they want you to be as good as a news anchor. Um, and it's not. It's not easy when you see when you see regular people, people like us, quote unquote, um, being interviewed um, for the news. You realize, man, that person just doesn't he doesn't have it. He's not crisp um, yeah, or, or or being videotaped to be played during some presentation in front of thousands of people. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Being in the audience and looking at yourself and going, oh, my God. Yeah. And have, so, having done that and been the person sitting in the audience looking at myself videotaped and saying, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so understand had exactly how everybody right? feels. Yeah. What's, what's that? You've had the experience. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, to be honest, it wasn't terribly pleasant. So, um, yeah. you know, at some point we'll probably do a, a, a podcast on um, more specifically, you know, presentations in front of, in front of large numbers of people and videotaping will be part of that. But it's, hmm. anyways. Well, uh, you, so, yeah, and you, you left off... 
Speaking of presentations in front of large numbers of people, I'm still amazed at the number of people who speak to me in crowded audio, crowded auditoriums or whatever, and they stand between the camera, between the 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 the, uh, the presentation camera and their their slides up on the board, and they have blue and red on their face. They're literally they're being painted by the color of their slide up on the board. Yeah, I just I. I I, how 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 is this happening? <laughs> yeah. So, for me at least, I don't mind doing presentations in front of in front of large numbers of people at all. I mean, that really doesn't bother me. Put a video camera on me. That's you know somehow that's different. And so, I, I might remark also that you left uh, you left something off about the how people are shocked about how they look on video. You know, the ten pounds, colors totally different, slouching. Um, you left off the uh, the profuse sweating that occurs. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, which there's makeup to cover if you're a TV anchor, but um, not if you're just regular folks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we, we recommend you know wear what you're going to wear in the interview or uh, in the in the situation you're going to be videoed. Sit at a table, have someone ask questions from outside of your visual range um, while you look at your video camera. Um, and that that's so that you can hear a voice asking you questions, but you may not be able to see them. Um, you know, feel free to send us an email and tell us what bizarre behaviors you recognize about yourself when you watch your videotape. Um, you don't, you don't actually have to link this to a TV in your, in your living room if you're going to test it at home. Um, but you should practice looking away from the camera when you are listening to questions that are put to you. Why, we'll talk, why is that? We'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit in terms of the way, why that's so. Um, okay. But it's important that you don't get in the habit of just staring at the camera the whole time. And we'll share why in just a minute. Um, again, we don't think you need this for the video meeting, um, but at some point you ought to know how you look on video. Uh, if you can, take a look at the tape or DVD uh, and see who looks or behaves most effectively um, if you ever get a chance to look at a video meeting, and that'll be helpful in terms of modeling behavior. Okay, next we want to arrive earlier, arrive early, and and this is just earlier than you would for a normal interview. You may have to work out some technical issues. That you may have to move rooms. You don't want to be panting. You know, you don't want to be sweating because you were rushing. They made you to do it. They may need you to do a sound check. Um, and and I like the fact that if you can, you want to have the person assisting you um, sit where you're supposed to sit. And then you look at how they look on camera in terms of where they're sitting in the lighting and so on. If you don't like the way it's the way you're sitting at the table or how you have to turn your head or whatever, move it and have them adjust the camera. Um, the only thing that will probably catch you up there you have to be cautious about is, is lighting. Um, a lot of times we're not terribly sensitive to lighting, but sometimes the place you're sitting in a video interview or video meeting is designed to put face frontal lighting on you rather than vertical lighting. Um, so we want to be... Um, want to be sensitive to lighting but you can move you just can't move without having some help in terms of what the camera sees and you don't want to do it without another person there because otherwise you'll sit down you'll move the camera you'll get back up you'll move the camera you sit back down and it takes five minutes and you don't want to be rushing that okay okay um de you definitely want to have your cell phone charged but you want to turn it off and the reason well, that, why that, is that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> i know um if the video hookup fails you may be in a phone interview. Maybe their phones are tied up or the one they want you to use is in a common area and you don't want to do that. And so you need to have your your cell phone available to continue the interview or continue the meeting. Um, and then if it works, you want to turn it off so you're not frustrated that somebody's calling you every five minutes. Um, 
Um, you, you don't want to be fit. Try, I, I've actually seen people try to fiddle with their phone in their pocket to, to turn it off. Um, and, and there is nothing worse than your phone going off and saying, oh, I'm just ignoring that, and then realize that it's going to ring for a minute. Um, it's, just like, it's just like an interview, only it's slightly worse because you can't see the person chuckle and say, hey, it's okay, no problem, it's happened to me. Um, it just right. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't come across the same way on video. And if the video ends up, you know, if it's more than five minutes late, you may need to turn it back on in case they're trying to reach you or you need to call them, whatever the case might be. And if this sounds like I've prepped a few people for video interviews and have faced some of these issues and have added to my list of preparatory statements, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> this comes from real-world experiences. Um, don't do that again. Uh, I'm sorry? I say, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's add that to our list. Oops. Um, you absolutely want to speak up about technical issues. Uh, they're normal. Um, uh, you're supposed to say something if something's not working. Um, you know, if there's a technical person in the room, introduce yourself, get her, his or her name, cell number, and extension. And, you know, if, if they walk out before it's done, you may be toast if you don't know how to get in touch with them. Um, and look, the, the, the issue here is it's okay to speak up, but not, not to complain. If you, you know, you speak up with a smile, say, I'm sorry, we're having a little difficulty here. You know, if you're halfway into the interview or halfway into the meeting, you say, I I'm so sorry, guys, um, I can't see you anymore. Or I I've, I've lost sound. Um, in fact, I know one guy who had a little portfolio on the desk and, um, he had written on a sheet of paper inside it. I'm not recommending people do this. Something in big letters that said no sound. Um, so he could hold it up to the screen and say, I, I'm sorry, but I can't hear you. Um, if the interview starts going south, it, it's, it's not terribly effective to write no sound and hold it up and <laughs> see if you can get a reshoot. <laughs> oh, that's good. Or, or better yet, move your mouth like you're talking and then... And then <laughs> <laughs> until somebody until somebody walks into the room to check it and they realize the sound is just fine yeah <laughs> so speak up but have a smile on your face because it's a, a person who's, who's who's comfortable with video conferences knows this kind of stuff happens i've even seen even seen tv commercials that riff on this and that's okay but just say something and smile about it and say it's all right we'll figure it out no problem you don't want to get flustered and then carry that over into the rest of the meeting or the interview okay so uh what do you wear on these things Oh, pretty much whatever, you know, whatever okay. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this is probably obviously a little bit more for, for interviews, although there are some good rules to keep in mind. And a lot of professionals I know keep an extra suit at the office and, and, uh, you know, extra suit and shoes and, and, uh, uh, dress shirt or blouse or whatever. So you may very well choose to do that for increasing video interviews or video meetings, but, but some simple rules, we, we wore a suit. And I, I hate to say it, but we wear all of our suit. Not just um, the jacket? You can't you know, wear yeah. shorts with a no, jacket? No, you can't wear flip-flops. No, you can't do that. Um, no stripes, um, solid colors, not, not too bright, and, and very minimal jewelry. Um, particularly, uh, we'll, we'll talk about why in here in just a second. So wear a suit. Um, slightly more important on a video interview than in person, even though certainly I would always recommend a, a suit for an interview. There are people who tell you, no, I don't need it. I'm a sysadmin and you know, I'm just going in for a, for a tech job and they just want to know that I really understand the protocols and, and uh, server loads and all that kind of stuff. And, and I say, okay, fine, but, but um, a suit can, can be a distinguishing criteria. Um, but there are two reasons. First, it's, it's just that more powerful impression. Um, if you're going to be robbed of the ability to shake hands with them, 
um, and 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 a sense the full experience of getting to know you from the face-to-face uh, uh, connection the suit compensates a little for that um, and second and I've already alluded to this because everybody we watch on television like news anchors wear suits you can actually piggyback on their culture of respect um, based on their attire that they wear uh, in their roles so a suit um, sends a very powerful message um, whereas a dress shirt even a well-pressed one just looks wrinkly and part of that is because the dress shirt is lighter in color and so it reflects more and so it tends to show off and by the way dark shirts dark button-down shirts are absolutely a no-no uh, in a video interview so a, a light blue shirt or a white shirt or a ivory or cream colored blouse or something um, <clears throat> with, with a with a suit coat over it really sends a um, a powerful message if you wear it without a suit coat um, that the the your shirt or blouse tends to reflect more light and makes you look a lot more washed out it's um, so um, suits are definitely the way to go um, and what we mean by suit is everything <laughs> top and bottom um, people have gotten caught in shorts and tennis shoes and flip-flops not kidding um, yeah, you, if you have to get up, if they tell you, hey, look, real quick, go get the tech guy, and you have to stand up and walk out of the room. And maybe this is just for an internal meeting where you think, oh, I'm just going to come in on the weekend or whatever. Um, now, I'm not suggesting you wear a suit on a weekend interview, weekend meeting, but but um, don't get caught. Um, there are videos on the web of people doing silly things in front of the camera, and um, it's just not a, not, it's not a good plan. <laughs> also, in terms of in terms of dress, Mike, no stripes. Um, if you start watching television news, you'll see they're very careful about stripes, although now digital picture precludes this problem. It eliminates this issue. Um, stripes often create something called a moiré pattern, uh, which is literally interference from how the cameras pick up the pattern. It is incredibly disconcerting. It looks like an optical illusion, and it will uh, it actually can make some people sick. It can it, it's it's nauseous. I mean, it makes other people nauseated. Um, uh, it's disconcerting and it doesn't work um, so I, I recommend solids and then when I talk about solids in general we just generally say not too bright um, it probably sounds corny it may sound a little bit Procter & Gamble-ish but a dark blue suit with a white shirt or a white or ivory blouse and a red or even better maroon or navy tie is a great way to dress for a video interview um, if you go with black um, which more and more people are wearing black suits, which nobody did 20 years ago. The only person who ever wore a black suit was the President of the United States. But um, if you go with black, the black and white contrast between your suit and your shirt can be hard for the camera. Uh, but navy sense, tends to work fine. No electric blue ties. Those really, they look eerie often on camera. Um, no orange is another good one. Um, purple tends to show up as black in many cases. Um, but orange does not show well against a lot of different skin tones. And then you've got to be, you, you, you have to go with minimal jewelry. The jewelry often catches the light. And in some cases, in a video interview, when you go in, there'll be extra lighting so that they really can see you very, very well. And it'll be frontal lighting. And that will catch jewelry. That lighting catches jewelry and it's, it, it sparkles. I mean, you basically sparkle in front of the camera, which is just, you might think, oh, that's good. Well, no, it's really not. Very distracting. Yeah. Okay, now, now let's move to during the interview. And the first thing, Mike, is just what you said. The camera's always on. Um, 
we want to look at the camera and not the screen when talking but then here's the other part when you're listening you want to look at the screen um, you can't use visuals visual aids uh, for the most part um, you've got to make small gestures you can't make completely normal gestures um, and you got to get used to the fact that there may be a slight delay in terms of transmission just because of bandwidth issues even today even now it's based on the equipment and throughput um, okay so as, as you made the point the camera's always on if it's an interview you're probably gonna be alone your mind is conditioned Mike to, to act differently when you're alone um, you'll forget that that camera is on and you should absolutely assume it is on when you walk in um, I, I've actually been a consultant that was paid to interview people using video along with other people a, a sort of a multi video multi-person interview with video and um, um, I actually watched a guy walk in the room, n not realize where the camera was, drop his trousers to redress his shirt, which is kind of stupid because he's going to sit down in just a moment and, and mess up his, the dressing of his shirt. Um, <laughs> he looks so goofy with his trousers. I mean, down around oh, his you think? Yeah. He was, <laughs> Did he get the job? <laughs> he was rushing to get ready. He's looking around at the door. Um, we, didn't, we didn't hire him. Um, and another really common gaffe, it's, it's, it's funny, it's great to see the videotape of this, is... People walking up close to the camera and looking at it, um, filling up the camera lens with your face or your back or your neck when you look at the TV or you're messing with TV settings or something. It's weird if you're doing that and watching. If nobody, if you see a videotape of an interview and you see somebody doing that and somebody hasn't told you they're going to do it, it kind of creeps you out. Um, and, and it's hard to get that image out of your mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that y y you can win an interview, but you can also lose it. Um, yeah, and, and there could be sound without picture before the picture comes on. So even though the TV is turned off, doesn't mean sound is not being recorded or available to people in other locations. It may very well be that I know a lot of video conference equipment is in a conference room. And if a meeting just finished up and they're getting ready to go to the next, to the next thing, which is you and the guy who was in the meeting, the guy who's going to interview you is actually in that meeting. He looks up and suddenly... The video guy turns on the thing and he's got a shot of you and you don't realize it before his camera is turned on. Um, so, gosh, the camera's on. You feel alone. You think you're going to act differently. You should assume there are 10 other people in the room with you when you're there. Yeah. This reminds me of the rule that uh, I have that the mute button in a conference room never works. <laughs> never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or it actually does work, but it's been muted for part of the meeting. And then somebody pushes it to mute when, in fact, they're unmuting. And then you have that private conversation that everybody on the call overhears. Yeah, not it's good. A, it's a, it's 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 great entertainment when it happens. Yeah, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next, you look at the camera and not at the screen when talking. This this is my personal most annoying behavior for video conferences and video interviews. I almost I almost want to say to the candidate when they're doing it. So you watch so much TV that you can't not stare at this screen in front of you because it's on and it has an image on it. Um, the key is you've got to make eye contact in the minds of the listeners when you're speaking. That means looking at the camera because when you look at the camera, your eyes will be looking at them on the TV screen wherever they are. Um, now, and that also means, by the way, knowing where the camera is. Usually it's above the TV, but it may not be. Um, and there are situations where there is no TV. And so you want to make sure you know where the camera is. Ask if you have to. Um, uh, the, the next one's kind of interesting because... Uh, um Look at the screen when listening. That 
that doesn't make immediate sense to me. Why, why is yeah, that? Yeah, because you're thinking, okay, I'm making eye contact. I've got to make eye contact by looking at the camera because that way my eyes will be looking at them. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but, but the issue is when you're listening to someone, you, you don't necessarily need to make eye contact as much as you need to pay attention to their facial expressions, their body language, their gestures, and so on. So you've got to look at them, which they're on the screen, in order to catch all the subtleties and the additional meaning they're trying to get across. It is absolutely so easy to either one of two things to keep looking at the camera after you're finished talking and then miss some of the subtleties, miss literally feedback you're getting about who liked and who didn't like your answer. There would be nothing wrong if three people are interviewing you in another location to say, um, Bob, based on, on what I'm seeing, I didn't I didn't hit the home run there. Did, did I help you with that? And if you're not looking, if you don't look away and look at the at the screen when it's your turn to listen to catch catch some of their responses um it, it's uh, you're missing an opportunity now that does not mean again you don't look at the screen when you're talking to catch subtle hints and that's a negative of video conferencing of video interviewing um because you've got to give them eye contact and, okay. and, and this is just something a little bit of an aside mike when people are interviewed on tv um, the cameras they use, like if somebody has to go to CNN or something and they get interviewed in studio and you see people staring at the, the camera, part of the reason it's kind of easy to stare at the camera is those cameras are set up to use teleprompters. And, and there is a silver mirrored screen in front of the actual camera lens. And it, it, in many cases, when you're looking at the camera, there's a reflection of you in the camera. And so you can actually make eye contact with yourself um, you get over it after about 30 seconds, and it's much easier to have eye contact with, with a face rather than a camera. Right. Um, so again, when you're talking, you look at the camera. When you're listening, you look at the screen. So, yeah, so you're going to trade off the value of eye contact when they're listening, when they're, when they're speaking, you're listening, in return for better feedback, of, uh, better feedback on their facial expressions, et cetera. Yes. That's the trade-off you're making. Yes. Um, and if they tell a joke, they're going to start. They're going to start smiling in advance, and you want to be ready to laugh, and all those kind of things. We we you, you so we so underestimate the cues we get in conversations about when people are going to finish and who else wants to talk. And if you're looking at the camera, you don't get some of that stuff. Great. Well, that that's super because I I don't think that particular point is obvious to uh, the casual observer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it becomes obvious if you see somebody interviewed who, if you're watching their interview tape and they're staring at the screen because they're not looking at you and it's just, it's like they're looking right next to you but not at you and you don't feel like you're connecting with them, so. Yeah, okay. Okay, next, it's, visuals don't work. Don't think you can bring in supporting paperwork, PowerPoint, Excel spreadsheets, anything like that. They just don't translate. You can't hold them up to the screen unless it's a note saying there's a fire in my building. Um, now, look, you could use a whiteboard or an easel, hypothetically, but I would not in a video interview um, unless they suggested you do so um, because oftentimes you can't move the camera and that kind of stuff, and you don't want to break the camera and then have a real problem. So um, whiteboards are kind of bad, though, because this glare actually is, is an issue. You, can't really, you don't really understand what, how cameras pick up white services white surfaces until you actually see it from the other end yeah, um, and, you, and you really have no idea how they're whether they're actually seeing what you're writing on the easel yes or exactly yes right during this whole thing whether yeah. it's big enough and so on but you, you you just can't you can't show somebody something on regular paper um if there's going to be an exchange of documents it can be afterwards by email um next is is small gestures um big gestures if you're filling up the screen 
if you're the only person in the location, um, can really draw attention to you. Or if you're not talking and you make big gestures in a meeting, it really draws people's eyes to you. They can tune it out a lot easier when they're in the same room with you. But if not, it, they may think you're trying to get their attention. Um, so we, we recommend smaller gestures, which for many people it's normal, but for the more, you know, the high D's, high I's, um, you want to keep them above the waist, below the neck, and inside your shoulders. Now, having no gestures, you know, being stone-faced is also ineffective. And then, then lastly, um, there's often a slight delay when you're on a video conference or a video interview. It's not a glitch. You just have to get used to it. And, and uh, it, that was something you can't practice with your video camera at home, um, but it's worth noting. And if in the first five minutes of your interview you say, I'm, I'm sorry, there's a slight delay, everybody will say back to you at the same time, people who have done it, no, it's normal, that's normal, don't worry about it. And you will have shown yourself to be somebody who doesn't do a lot of video interviews. Not good. Yeah, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Now, how, now, how are meetings different? Yeah, you know, I, I, when, when I prepared these notes, I, I didn't want people to think that all we're doing is preparing them for interviews, but I want I feel like interviews are a higher standard. So a couple of things that, that are, are worth noting that I've seen people miss, and I think they think that they're coming across as, I do this all the time, so I don't need to follow these rules, but this is just kind of meeting etiquette that takes on an extra importance when you're doing a video conference. And that is you want to make introductions with everybody, whoever's on the, the, the call or the conference. Um, You've got to be sure to ask for input from other locations. Um, and then we're also going to recommend you schedule one for your team um, sometime this year. So first, um, make introductions. Um, you, you, if everybody is in the same location in a meeting, you might know everybody. You don't need introductions. But much higher chance that you don't know everybody. And you, you should never have somebody in one location going through a video conference, a video meeting, and not knowing everybody at every other location, whether it's Tokyo or London or Los Angeles and, and Phoenix. It doesn't matter. Um, it takes a minute, but it reduces some of the, the tendency for people to go into BlackBerry prayer mode and, and, and ignore the meeting, um, even though, you know, tr truly, truly a sign of the times, Mike, that video conferencing is expensive. It's cheaper than perhaps a bunch of plane flights. It's expensive. It's new to some degree. Um, it still has a cachet of newness. And already people are sitting in video meetings and ignoring the meeting. Um, so it's a, meetings are a powerful socialization process in, in organizations um yeah, look. which is which is crazy given the the, the uh, extension of the rule about the camera is always on the subsequent rule is and the camera is always on you yes you're good <laughs> that's right yeah and that's why they call them crackberries because the camera is on you and somebody very senior is in another location and you cannot resist checking email um you are you are an undisciplined lout <laughs> if you do that um, okay, so we want to make introductions. You may actually have to have people raise their hands when they introduce themselves if there's several of them in one location. It may sound a little bit corny, but faces get small in certain situations, a little bit harder, and you want to hear their voice. You want to connect their voice to their face a little bit um, before you get into the meat of the meeting. I found that's very, very helpful. Um, if you're a moderator, or even if you're not, if you're part of a video conference or a video meeting, don't forget to ask for input from everybody at every location. Um, you know, saying, hey, anybody in Chicago have anything to say? Uh, New York, New Orleans, whatever. Um, when discussions are lively, you may have to specifically ask other sites for their input. And 
and I've actually found that um, it's it's okay to say Chicago, but it's 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 better to say, uh, "Hey Jerry and Terry and and and, uh, and Bob." Uh, any any comments? And then using the names of the people in Sydney, Australia, using the pe- names of the people in Christchurch, using the names of the people in Hong Kong. Um, that's ideal. Uh, and yeah. if you have to write them down, there's no shame in doing that. Yeah, Moderator, moderating or facilitating a a multi location video conference is an, an art form. Yes, it, it's 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 it can be difficult. And one of the things people don't know is they, they when, when people talk at a normal meeting, they can whisper. Um, uh, you know, they can have a sidebar conversation. Sidebar conversations can ruin the entire thing um, because a sidebar in one location causes people in another location to hear to not hear somebody in a third location. Um, and then yeah. lastly, I, I think, you know, we talk a lot about doing stuff. You know, that's the manager tools way. Um, it's good training to schedule one for you and your team. Um, figure out, uh, you know, even if you have to come up with a, a, a flimsy excuse that, that allows you to take advantage of it, um, um, or having somebody on your team that um, represent you at a meeting, and of course, I would of course ha- encourage everybody to have their have their team listen to this podcast to kind of get ready for it. Um, but but that's what managers do to develop themselves. They, they not only do this to become better themselves, they also say, "I want to develop my team because somebody's going to have to take my place." Um, and so you're developing your people at the same time you're learning. There's nothing wrong with that. And if they mess it up, if they go to another location and they don't know what they're doing and they mess it up, it's your fault because you're the manager. Yeah. Well, the good news in all this is that you don't have to worry about your handshake, so don't you don't need to review that. Yeah, except that the bad news is now everybody who listens to us knows how to have a good handshake. <laughs> um, oh, that's okay. You know, this is just one of those things. It's a new tool. It's it's uh, yeah, it's not new, but but it's it's still novel in some places. And more and more of them are coming to conference rooms near you, starring you. Be ready. Well, with that admonition, we're done. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, uh, we look forward to your comments and feedback. If you don't mind, leave your comments for us on the forums at www.manager-tool.com forums. So until next week, everyone, so long.